Water report, y'all. Smallwood, OBGYN, yeah. UK Women's Healthcare, mm-hmm. UK Healthcare Women's Care. UK Women's Healthcare. UK Women's Healthcare. Mm-hmm. But it's UK Healthcare. Yes. UK Healthcare Women's Healthcare. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> good, good enough. We're not going to use the actual name. She doesn't want her employer to know that she's on the podcast. Yeah, I just, I'm just an OBGYN. Just some lady that we found. Independent. Not amateur. Woman. <laughs> Independent woman. Healthcare, Healthcare provider. Person. Got it. Excellent. Um, so first off, Tess, tell us about yourself a little bit. How did you end up here in Moorhead? Well, I was um, part of the Rural Physician Leadership Program, and you helped teach me everything I, I know about I surgery. I assume that's why you... Yeah. And that. so when I was a student, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician. And then I was in the OR, and I was like, I like this, but I really don't like operating with Dr. Perry. So I probably don't like general surgery. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. And seems, <laughs> seems reasonable. And then I did my OB rotation. I really liked it. So then I ended up as an OB. And I ended up in Moorhead because I wanted to work in a rural area. And my hometown doesn't have an OBGYN because it doesn't have a hospital that delivers babies. Oh, what's your hometown? Berea. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. We've talked about that before. With yeah. the arts and crafts. Everything. Arts and crafts. But no doctors. It has doctors. It just doesn't have OBGYN doctors that deliver babies. Well, why didn't you go there to deliver babies? Well, because there's no labor and delivery. Oh. So. You didn't want to start from scratch? No, I didn't want to do home deliveries or anything like that, you know. Those, like, bathtub things. I've seen yeah. It on, I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah. No. It's not pretty. Not good. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of deliveries. I have a lot of kids. And I delivered a bunch when I was in medical school, and they're not, there's not a whole lot pretty in a non-bath situation. That's true. But um, the bath home births seem to... It really accentuates It, it looks things. like it's giving you the willies. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Your like, lips quivering a little. It accentuates the badness, I would yeah, say. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that. No. My wife was not going for that either. That's good. Yeah. We, um, yeah. I have a lot of... I feel like I have a lot of birthing experience. Yeah, you may as well be an OB. I almost was. Really? Or not. When I was in medical school, I was researching which OB programs were male-friendly because yeah. there is a stigma out there that it's not a male-friendly specialty? Well, you know, it's like 50% now. Is that higher than it was? Probably lower. I felt like it was like 20% male when I was... I don't know. I think it's evening out a little bit. Yeah. It used to be like all male, you know, back when women couldn't be doctors. Right. But then... Has it ever flipped to mostly female? Because I felt like that's how it was. I think it it probably has. Like 8 out of 10. Yeah. People would ask me what was wrong with me. Or if I couldn't tie knots, the general surgeons, they were rude. Ouch. And I was like, man, that's hurtful. And no, I can't. I didn't know how until I was here. You didn't know you couldn't right. until that. You well, know. Dr. Burton taught me how to tie my shoes when I got Yeah, to understandable. So, so um, yeah, but no, I really did. I had like, I was, I had all these places I was going to go interview all through the South and I was all set. I'd even been to an OBGYN interest group. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like an OBG gen in yeah. I-N group or something I don't know what it was called but it was uh, it was not my cup of tea yeah mainly because they were kind of like what are you here for <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm here for the interest group you're like are you the caterer oh said, wow oh, no I'm there and they're like oh I didn't know we had a boy this year <laughs> it must feel weird to be mistaken for something other than a doctor that that, that happens to us all at <laughs> yeah. I get mistaken for a teenager all the time yeah do you yeah. get mistaken for something yes. else besides a doctor oh just occasionally like a like a super doctor? No. Like a midwife? Nurse no, midwife? No, just various things, like student still, you know, or... Well, you're young. 
whatever. It's fine. I, I mean, I, I literally have people ask me, like, if I'm in high school still. That not, hasn't it, happened to me in a while. Yeah. I get carded buying movie tickets. Just kidding. I haven't been to the movies since 2007. But Really? Yeah. I don't do the movies. Oh, that's too bad. Let me get back to my notes. Okay. I've got some really good questions. Awesome. If you had to make a choice, OB or GYN? Sounds like OB. I'm going to guess OB. I don't know. I don't know. I would probably right now choose, right now I'd probably choose OB. Because OB is the most time-consuming and emotionally, like, straining. But one day I might choose GYN. Because but you want to be emotionally strained? No, I, I don't want to be emotionally strained maybe in a few years. Right now, I'm cool with it. So wait. Right now, I'm good. With OB and with, Joanne. With OB and Joanne, but I would probably pick OB because the drama is there. You, you like know? the drama? I like the drama. Okay. And, you know, it's just it has some rewarding parts. But down the road, I might pick GYN. It seems a lot more exciting. It is more exciting. I mean, I've seen those, like, crash deliveries. I know. My very stuff. first C-section here the whole OR oh, was the there. Name. We don't say the name of the hospital. Oh, sorry. The whole <laughs> OR was there at my first C-section at the hospital. hospital. Right. <laughs> we don't want to run into compliance issues. Oh, right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, everyone I'll was there. I'll just bleep it out. Yeah. At... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, I remember that. I think I was there. Too. Was I up there? You the were there. Literally exciting. everybody that was in the OR still, I think, was in the room. It was pretty nerve-wracking for my first one. I thought you did great. Thanks. I, I've been to a couple of those, like, kind of emergent or yeah. very emergent ones. Yeah. And I always feel like you did really – I was like, man, she's, like, doing pretty good for a first-year attending. I mean, or, like, I was – even, like, a 20-year attending. Shaking, though. Good. On the inside, I was screaming. Yeah. But Didn't on show. the outside, I was yeah. keeping it cold. cold. Just, like, straight, like – Chief resident, OBGYN cold. That's like, right. That's kind of rude, but. Well, I'm, I was a chief resident in general surgery, and I got to feel that coldness. Yeah, that. Coolness? Ice cold blood running yeah, through your veins. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. That's what I meant. Not not frigid or anything. Like right. Rude. Yeah, there's no reputation like that for OBGYN I mean, residents. Well, you know, as general surgeons, we don't have any kind of bad no. connotation to our reputation. No. I'm just, you know. So. As you're saying, OBG, so you like the drama, I the like excitement the drama. of delivering babies. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was the coolest part of, of the whole thing. It is. The, the GYN, although it seems like it's kind of more specialized nowadays with the GYN oncology taking out all the cool cases. Mm-hmm. But like the, um, you know, you do like hysterectomy, mm-hmm. hysterectomy with tubes and ovaries, tube and ovary, tubes and ovaries. Right There's tube, a lot of variety tube. there. There's a, And then you can do it transvaginally or you can do it transabdominally or laparoscopically. Yeah. But there's only like six organs, right? There's only, I mean, but you, with six organs, you can have a lot of combinations. Blue. So yeah. it's great. Um, but the GYN part, it seems like it would be like, oh, yeah, like same. It's, it's good. I, I mean, I say this saying is when I started in general surgery, I thought I was going to be like, I wanted to do everything. I want to do pancreas, esophagus, thoracic. Let's do it. Now I'm like, just write colectomies and gallbladders. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't do hernias anymore. I'm not. Nope. I just like my nice, simple, come in, operate, go home life. Don't yeah. Want I mean, I try to like have much. a little variety still because yeah. I have to take my oral board still. So mm. I have to present all my cases. So I like to have a little bit of variety. But, you know, I definitely, down the road, going to have my repertoire. Yeah. The... Um, <laughs> 
OB just it struck, it's like oh it's cool I remember we had a person I did not deliver the baby this is during residency mm-hmm. and um, this this is at UK and the lady had a vaginal delivery and uh, started getting some abdominal swelling like immediately after and uh, they were like well you think she may have a hematoma from something I'm like well it's not a C-section I mean it's probably nothing so they looked at her and she was like nine months pregnant again like four hours later and her crit was dropping but she wasn't bleeding so I was like where's all this blood coming from what's going on so they scanned her and she had a uterine artery aneurysm that ruptured wow. um, during her delivery mm-hmm. and we had to take her to the operating room and we like ran in and like lapped her and saved her life and all this stuff and just <clears throat> just another day at the yeah office. and and um you know, and, and we had to, like, do the thing where the general surgeons, we bring, like, 12 people up to the labor and delivery hall, and mm-hmm. we're like, we don't have time for all the, we don't know about the, all this other stuff. We're just interested in the patient. Like, I don't care about the, you know, whatever it is they were trying to tell us about, like, post-op, post, or postpartum. We're like, we, we don't know about this We just stuff. want to do an abdominal exam. Right. What and are her vitals? Exactly. And we, we, I didn't even care about the vitals. I was like, is she bleeding to death right now? And it was like, oh, well, she was, was yeah. at the time. Then later on, when we're coming back afterwards, after we like, quote unquote, saved her life, um, the um, it was like, like oh man, like the general surgeons are here. Thank you guys so much for helping us. And we were like, yeah, we bailed you guys out again, just like that time, all those other times when we had stuff that we didn't know what we were doing. You bailed us out, but we'll just keep that on the DL. But then um, the the patient, you know, was a very nice lady. She was, um, I think, she was from Nigeria. Um, she was an immigrant, and her husband was like a businessman, but he was a like a nice Nigerian gentleman and had a cool accent. And so we um, <clears throat> kind of forgot about it. And then I was at Whole Foods in Lexington, um, you know, because I only shop at Whole Foods because I'm super healthy, as we just yeah. talked about, as yeah. I ate my Wendy's uh, discussing Taco Bell. Um, the uh, I was like at the meat counter or something, and this guy walks up and taps me on the shoulder and is like, you are the doctor. And I was like, oh, shit. This is like an angry patient, you know. Um, I had a a fair number of angry patient family run-ins, and he was like, oh, yes, uh, you are the patient. I remember you from, you were the doctor from when you saved, you saved my wife's life, and we will never forget you, you and Dr. Carney. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dr. Carney and me. We remember remember, remember how he only came in for like five minutes of it, me and like um, the OB did most of the case. But anyway. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Great seeing you. Is she doing okay? Oh, baby's fine. We wanted to let you know that we named we named the baby Paul Jason after you and Dr. Carney. And I was like, Jacob. It was pretty close. <laughs> I was though. like, I was like, it was really sweet. I was like, that's so so nice that you you missed it. Which is funny because that's the same name our chairman at UK called me all of my oh, chief year of residency. Very good. Was Jason. So, so he had a reason then. Yeah, I'm sure he heard it from the chief. Yeah, probably. So. But, uh, yeah, no, I was like, oh, that's so, that's like, oh, touch, I, I didn't deliver the baby. I didn't have anything to do with the actual baby. Maybe you should have renamed your wife after me. Well. Can they do that? That'd be odd. I'm just saying. But, I mean, the baby has a mom now. So, yeah. you really, you did a good job. You deserve to have a child named after you that yeah. isn't your own. I know. You probably have one named no. after you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nope. Well, never mind. Didn't do it. Sorry. I, I've never been a big fan of my name. Oh, really? It's not my thing. Yeah. I mean, Jacob's not bad. Ernest is I'm my actually name. named after my mom. Pamela? Yes. It's a, I think it's cool. It's it's fine. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, she won't be. <laughs> Only like 150 people listen it's to this. It's fine. Not, you know, fine. they were like, we want to name her Tess, but we don't have anything like Tess Pamela doesn't sound right. So they put Pamela first. And now at the hospital I work at, 
my middle name's in quotations everywhere. I don't know if you've noticed that. Mm-hmm. It says, like, Pamela Tess, Tess in quotes, Smallwood, yeah. which I think is really funny. It's, like, my alias. But yeah. I swear it is my real middle name. Yeah. That's what I've always gone by. <laughs> okay. But, um, so you never wanted to go by Pam? No, I didn't. Pammy? Pammy? Nope. I don't know if that's what people call people named Pam. No. Nope. I've never heard anybody call Pammy, but I definitely wouldn't want to start. (laughs) When you get, um, when you have kids, are you going to have them call her Pamma? Like Mamma? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll cut that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing that out there. Pamma is pretty good though. Yeah. My, for my mom. No, she already has green kids, and she goes by Gigi. Gigi? Gigi. Oh, is it French? <laughs> no, it's I didn't just know Smallwood Gigi. was a French name. It's not. Oh. You know, there's another Smallwood that works in the I know. You guys aren't related, though. No, we're not. Her family's big into politics. I know. Yeah. Big. No, I'm from, like, the other part of the state. That doesn't do politics? My family does not do politics. I don't either. <laughs> God, I'm like, I, I love the chaos surrounding politics, but I don't like the actual politics themselves. No, my, my family doesn't do politics. That's not and they're not. They're from, like, Lincoln County. Oh. I don't know anything. I don't even know where that's at. You wouldn't need to know. Is it by Berea? It's like an hour kind of southwestish of Berea. Did you go to Berea College? You I did didn't. Not. Where'd you go to school? UK. All the way through? All the way through. I'm a lifer. Man. Okay. Um, you haven't listened to the podcast. You can go ahead and be honest. I listened to the first episode. So you missed that And episode. you talked about the um, shooter incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you listened I listened to that. To that. Too. Okay. Oh, was that two different ones? Mm-hmm. Then I listened to two. Oh, look at you. Oh, great. It's really selling it. Um, so um, one thing we talk a little bit about, I think in the first episode we talked a little bit about favorite surgeries that people do. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite surgery? Have you decided on one yet? I think my favorite surgery, I mean, I can count a C-section, right? Yeah. C-section is my favorite surgery. Okay. But I hate to say that out loud because then everybody thinks I'm like waiting outside their labor and delivery room with a scalpel, no. just waiting for them to like I mean, aren't we all? Fail. But I'm really not. I just, I, it's fun. Yeah. You get a baby out of it. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. No, it's like all you get when you come in, you lose your gallbladder and you get some Percocets. I mean, yeah. when I do the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, I you did don't a... get a cool baby to go home to and not sleep ever. And yeah. I did a case during purpose. residency with one of the trauma surgeons. It wasn't a trauma, thankfully, but they were getting into the abdomen for a different reason for us during a C-section. But they were like in there during the C-section and... Um, it was um, Dr. Bernard, and he was like, oh, my gosh, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen when <laughs> nice. we pulled the baby out. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, you forget how cool it is. It's really awesome. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's always like, oh, look at that. There's a baby there. Yeah. And then you got like a 45 minutes of closing or something right. to go through. Yeah. That seems painful. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that, I think a C-section would count. Yeah. We derisively, derisively, we derisively called it uh, world's greatest IND. Yeah. It's just like an incision yeah. drainage. You just open up and then out comes all the stuff and then you just... And then you get a baby and then, and then you close it back close up. It back up. You grew up in, I mean, medically in Lexington. Correct. Well, well here. In Moorhead in Lexington. In Lexington. But yeah. So you kind of had an idea about rural versus kind of more urban or suburban. Yeah. We talked in the last episode with Dr. Chang about their differences between an urban center and a rural center and how UK is kind of a mix because mm-hmm. they have an urban... It's an urban sitter, but as far as the population size, but they draw from all the urban areas throughout the state. So they're <coughs> the same. Um, rural areas. Rural areas, I mean. <coughs> yeah. So urban versus rural. Have you, was there anything coming out here from residency, having been like indoctrinated into the way of Lexington and UK that you weren't prepared for from a rural patient population standpoint? Ooh, I don't think there was anything I wasn't prepared for. 
honestly, yeah. because I was out here as a medical student and I'm from a rural area, so I feel like I like no peeps. You know what I mean? Mm. So peeps, peeps, no, no, the peeps. That's cool. <laughs> so, You're so cool. <laughs> I know, I know <clears throat> the people. So, no, I don't feel like there was anything that um, was really that surprising to me. I don't know. Sorry, no. that's a bad answer. Scratch that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I think we're finished with the entire podcast. <laughs> no, I think it was it was nice though. I mean, the there was a lot of nice things about it. Like during residency, you get so used to like walking in a patient room and being like, is this person going to speak English? What kind of translator am I going to have? Am I going to be able to find a translator because sometimes you can't find one? Right. And so it was a little weird being out here and never Having no, run into that yet, yeah. I'm sure it will at some point. But, yeah, in Lexington, those phone translators, you know. You get to know them pretty well. It, well, you know, you don't know who they are or where they are. It sounds like they're, like, did in they, a desert somewhere. Did they ever use the um, iPad ones with the, like, the Skyping yeah, with the translator? Yeah, sometimes. I hated those. Yeah, those were awkward. They Especially have, during the GYN exam. Yeah. Because you have to, like, put them behind the curtain, the little iPad behind the curtain, and just be, just, like. like, turn it up backwards or something? I mean, you could, I guess. <laughs> you can have it like facing you while you're doing the exam, but then they'll be like, she's making a face. She's making a bad face. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to, like, I don't think they want to see any part of it, really. <laughs> she, she's, she's, I think she's grimacing. Nope, she's laughing. It's, it's, yeah. Of course, it'd be in Spanish or Mandarin or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so what, so you, you didn't think there's any transition in the rural versus urban? Nothing there. What about anything that you weren't prepared for or, like, something that kind of took you by surprise about being an attendant versus There's, residency? like, a whole lot of that. Yeah? <laughs> There's, like, like a ton. Like, the stress of being on call and, like, not being able to sleep, like, that's real. Because when you're a resident, you know, we do some home call, but you kind of doesn't matter because, one, you're exhausted, so you sleep anyway. And then, number two, you're always like, and I'm also going to call in my attending if something goes down, so it's fine. Right. But when you're, like, the end... You know, it's a lot more stressful. Well, you're the, like, beginning and the end here. Like, in residency, you have, like, an intern just gets the first call. Oh, so right. when you're the intern, yeah. well, it's like, well, I got to go see this. I got to do all this work. But you've got the chief yeah. or the upper level to call. And mm-hmm. then they've got, like, a fellow or they've got an attending. They can call. Mm-hmm. And then the attending's got all those people under them who get the first line of defense of, mm-hmm. like, hey, got some vag bleeding down the ER. Can you come check this out? The attending doesn't even hear about that till like maybe a week later when they get a note to sign, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, I know. It's very different. But like when you're out here, you're the, hey, Dr. Small, we got, uh, we've got the lady. We, we just checked her. We think she's five. Wait, nope. We just checked again. She's 12 and the baby's coming out. Uh, she's you know, 12. Whatever. That's, I'm a, just, that's a new exam. You just created that. People are different sizes. <laughs> I'm just saying there's, we have a wide variety of body habitus here that's in true. Kentucky and yeah. uterus size. That's a, that may not be true. No, I think it's I, true. I, I, just, I it's made up true. a lot of that. Um, but no, so it's true. And even as a chief resident last year, I didn't really write many notes, you know, oh, like yeah. my interns did it. So now I have to write all my own notes and put in all my own orders. So. Yeah. You got to get some help. Yeah, I know. But it's it's not that bad. I have a meeting with the CEO later. Do you want me to put in a good word for you? For what? Get an OB resident get some, out here? Get some help. Oh, yeah. Maybe a PA or something. Or like a, even, you know, bring me like a, a surgery resident. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I mean, we let you guys borrow them for C-sections I know, and stuff. I, mean, I know. Yeah, so that's the biggest thing probably. And yeah, I just, I didn't sleep well at the beginning. I yeah. sleep better now though. You get just more tired. More tired probably. Yeah. No, there is that like, um, especially like once you're woke, once you're awake, it's like, oh, I don't need to come in and see that. Just do this. 
and then you got that aching feeling like, oh, you maybe need to I go do in. have to go in. Yep. That's happened a few times where I've been like, I can't go back to sleep. I'm just going to go to the hospital because yeah. I feel like something something's going to happen. Yeah. There's so. a baby out there. I can, I can sense it. The full moon. Yeah, I, I did used to say I could smell people when they were pregnant. <laughs> I mean, you can't, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> I, I'm, no, I had I'm just a few, like, <laughs> a few students that were pregnant during when I was a medical student. I'd be like, I like felt like I knew when they were pregnant before they said anything. Yeah, you felt like you could. You were like, like I sensed it. I'm pretty sure that like um, Amazon can tell too. Amazon. Like Amazon.com. Well, like it can predict based on your purchases probably. that you're feeling pregnant. <laughs> probably, <laughs> like, probably also like Spotify, you yeah. know, could like when well, it's making your playlist be like, mm, I think something's going, something's on, here. going on here. <laughs> we're mm-hmm, we're dealing with. There's a bone in the oven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what have been the funniest? I, I have like thousands of hilarious patient encounters. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like they come off as mean spirited when you tell them. So I'm not going to ask you to say like mm-hmm. the the mean spirited part mm-hmm. of this. But um, what's about been the funniest? thing anybody's told you about being pregnant or about their problems or because what I would get and I'll give you an example like I'll have um, I'll have like little old ladies like from the hills come and tell me my asshole's falling out my butt and it's like what <laughs> I'm not, I, I just asked what was wrong what, what are you here today my asshole is falling out and it's like whoa so I can imagine you're always talking about I mean almost I mean I know a lot of it's abdominal pain and stuff like that but like it, there's a lot of like genital related complaints and there's a lot of people who don't have much of a filter for polite conversation correct yeah no I think so probably some of the funniest things so one thing um that happens you know sometimes when you're like in labor and you're pushing for a long time is you get some swelling down there Mm -hmm. and so I think the funniest thing I've referred I've heard that area been referred to after a delivery is like a, a water balloon. Oh. Um, so I had actually a, a partner of a patient the other day describe it as a, um, a water balloon and how bad it traumatized him um, oh. <laughs> for future deliveries. And so that was pretty funny. Um, I'm trying to think about some other good ones. But yeah, we do get really good ones. People, you know, we deal with pelvic organ prolapse, you know, so like yeah, yeah. you were talking about like rectal prolapse, right. similar. And people describe that as all kinds of interesting yeah. things yeah and uh, like i'll have i have like this collection of old ladies that i follow for all sorts of other maladies and they'll they'll have like just some awful ways of describing like stuff you would like you wouldn't hear in like a high school locker room like yeah. descriptions of the, the other organ <laughs> other are different names yeah for that oh let's hear some so i think you can I, say whatever you want there are no like obviously there's no cussing uh rules here. you just so I think probably the best one I heard during residency is somebody had left some drug paraphernalia inside of them that they were trying to hide from police, and they described it as putting um, this piece of paraphernalia in their pocketbook. Yeah. So that was a good one. You know, and um, there is a there's a really famous book that they describe it as pocket. That oh, was like really? a very very. God, it was like something I read in high school. It was like a civil rights book or something. It was like. Um, Ah, shit. It was maybe like Maya Angelou or somebody wrote it. I don't know. Interesting. And they called it their pocketbook, but it was like, oh. And then now looking back, it was like, oh, because they were being like sexually abused. And that's like a way of describing it without talking about this. We had a person who I know, who I I won't go into too much detail, but a lot of people that listen to this will know um, some of the story. But there was a a person who would spend weekends in jail Mm -hmm. um, to, yeah, they had like, they owed like, three weeks in jail mm-hmm. and they couldn't lose their job. Mm-hmm. So they said, you can just show up on Friday night and leave on Saturday or on Sunday night. 
So they would do like 48 hours at a mm-hmm. time. And um, she uh, got in trouble um, for bringing some pain pills in to jail in God's purse. That's God's how she referred purse? to us. That's, that's a ah. hmm, that's an interesting. interesting one. Yeah. Um, that's one. That's one I had never heard until yeah. then. Kangaroo pouch. I think she also called it. Oh, once, that's a good one. Which I'm not sure it's supposed to function in that way. It doesn't function the same way. But another good one I heard was kind of odd. Was Brittany? (laughs) 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 Interesting. I don't know where or how that came about. But was there like a Justin on the other uh, end of this? Very good question. (laughs) Not to my knowledge, but anyways, that was a really good one. I sometimes just don't ask questions about it. Did it kind of take you by like? Were you like, what? What is she talking about? Like. Did you ask her, like, who's Brittany? Or? No, because I, I got what she was talking about. So, you know, I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable about calling it that, but yeah, I don't know. And it's probably a story I don't want to hear, honestly. Yeah. No, it's, it's probably, like, a really long backstory. <laughs> yeah. We could do a whole podcast just on that. Exactly. So I didn't really want to ask about that, but I thought that was one of the most unique ones I'd heard. That's pretty good. The um, Yeah, I mean, when I was in... Um, when I was in medical school, I did my rotation, my OB at uh, Earl K. Long, which is like the shithole of all shithole hospitals in the nice. whole world. And um, we had a student-run clinic where mm-hmm. it was just us and like a CMA. And then the attending sat with their like literally boots on the like table with the newspaper up, not turning the pages, just literally avoiding eye contact. Sure. And um, we would run and, and I had to do a, um, there's like a big old polyp, like a two centimeter polyp on a tiny little stalk mm-hmm. on the... Uh, cervix of a lady and the attending starts screaming at me just take it off grab it with a ring forcep and twist until it comes off and I was like what's a ring forcep like what (laughs) what I'm third year med student so I was like okay okay ma'am this might hurt she's like if I'm bleeding out of my hoo-ha when this is done I was like oh shit (laughs) I was like uh does anyone have does anyone have any of that hoo-ha blood stopping medicine (laughs) you know that one stuff (laughs) that one thing we use for the hoo-ha I was like not sure that that's a real term, ma'am. I think you might have somebody made that up, but that was that was always a good one. Then I've heard just the real vulgar stuff. I can't say because my mom listens. Oh, your mom listens? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can say it. I don't know. You probably don't want to. No. A lot of people are uncomfortable saying those words, but not my patients. That's good. You know, I mean, yeah, my some... patients tend to be really polite. I don't know. Well, you probably. I guess we don't share a me. whole lot of patients. Maybe I, don't, I doubt it. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we have quite a few patients in common. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't heard. Nobody's been too too vulgar. I mean, no. some people, you know, just like drop random terms here and there, just like it's nothing. Yeah. And I'm always just a little bit like, whoa, okay, yeah. that's <laughs> what just, you just said. You just dropped an f bomb. Okay. While describing an act, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Sure. I mean, there's. Yeah, I get some of that. Um, yeah, I, I. It's funny we talk about the um, insertion of paraphernalia in order to sneak it to a place. Sure. Because um, last episode of the podcast we talked about rectal foreign bodies. Yeah, that Shane happens a, a bit. lot. I, and see now, rectal foreign bodies are kind of like I mean it's like a taboo thing I guess, but it's it's also you know what's part time like a I made a really bad mistake while intoxicated and I got a rectal foreign body due to like my choice or. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sneak some drugs in somewhere, and I got caught. Now you got to take these out of me, kind mm-hmm. of a situation. The the vaginal foreign bodies are, they don't seem like they would be as funny. Like, I, no offense to the whole female, well, I guess all females everywhere or anyone, but 
it's just not it's just almost like sad like, like well, it, it seems happens like, for the same reasons though well yeah but because there was definitely one in residency there was a, a battery no. at one point that we found and like a like a car battery not or? like not like a whole car battery you know i don't know if it like was a like a, a yeah something like that that's odd so and i'm just i've always wondered cuz her explanation was kind of along the lines of i i got drunk with my friend a couple weekends ago that was it. And that was like the entire explanation. I mean, you got to think that it's like some sort of electronic device and yeah. the battery thing it came out, yeah. While it was in, I'm, I, I mean, have, that's the only thing I can think exactly. of. Exactly. I have no clue, really. But she left it at that. It was good enough for me. But does it seem <laughs> good like Good enough it explanation. Be, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's why they put, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. Yeah, I don't know. Because it didn't, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm maybe, I, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I don't know. I was about to make a hand gesture that was borderline crude. <laughs> that also happens a lot. Borderline crude hand gestures? Yeah. Oh, we don't get too many. I imagine the urologists we get a do. bunch. <laughs> you know, more than, like, because they probably they get to see both genders talking about their, you know. Parts. Their boy and girl parts. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, genitalia, but parts is fine. <laughs> That's how you guys call them in the OB world. We know what we mean. <clears throat> um, yeah, I love... I love a good funny patient. Um, we still have a few more minutes. No, do I you have to go back to clinic? I do. But <sighs> I have a really good story, though. Let me tell you. Okay. It's not about the patient directly, though. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I did a delivery, and it was fine, beautiful, whatever. It was a patient I'd seen a lot. And so I'm driving down the road a few weeks later. I'm in my car. I've got my windows down, music up. I'm, like, going to the gym. Got your Britney on. Getting, yep. <laughs> getting my Britney on. And, um... You know, I, I pull up next to this truck, this pickup truck that has the window down, and I, usually I'm like, oh, boy, you know, I better, like, look at my phone or, like, not, you know, look over there. And I hear just someone yell, hey, Dr. Smallwood. And I'm like, oh, boy. So I look over, and it's this patient's um, partner, and she he says, she did great. Your baby's doing great. And I was like, well, that's the best review I could have ever yeah, gotten. That's better than anything on Yelp. Yeah, or, uh, exactly. You know, or like, uh, well, I don't, yeah, press you, game. You don't get <laughs> actually, actually, my patients haven't been getting surveys. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, so this is like the best thing I've gotten yeah, so far since awesome. I've been working. So this is the best doctor here. <laughs> hey, everybody, come <laughs> yeah. look at Dr. Smallwood. She's listening to Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I don't know what I was listening to. I think it was actually probably rap. So like super loud, it gangster was, rap. It was really loud. So bad words in it. <laughs> can't believe it. I know. That's pretty good. Yeah. Favorite part about the whole thing? You already kind of said. Favorite part babies. of the whole thing? About being a doctor. Oh, being be, a doctor. You know, be, I don't know. It's pretty rewarding. You know, you feel warm and fuzzy inside a lot of the time. Do you? I do. That's good yeah. I don't know how they long it... must be doing it, something different in your world. I don't know how <laughs> long it will last, but I do feel warm and fuzzy still that's sometimes. Good. No, that's good. We spend a lot of time talking about enjoyment of what we do and yeah. how it's a cool job. Being it is a, surgeon, a really cool being job. Being a doctor. We'll extend that term out to you guys. Oh, thank you. No problem. Appreciate um, that. Not to be too rude about it, but um, but the, do I get to keep this mug? No, no oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. I will take a picture of you. you I was going to put a scratch out son and put daughter. I can get you one. That'd be nice. Do you want one? I mean, yeah. We'll get a picture together, and okay. then I'll put a picture of instead of hugging Dr. Burton, I'll get you. I won't hug you, but we'll get okay. you a selfie. Um, so fair part, it's just the warm and fuzzy feelings. Warm and fuzzies, yeah. That's good. We talk. I mean, we. We get real, it's like real easy to get jaded and like angry. And um, I do angry get jaded and, and angry, but I, I've, then I've, I feel better. I've I just sleep it like, off. I go through the cynicism cycles. Yeah. The, the more tired you get, the like more bored you get, mm-hmm. stagnant clinic or whatever, stagnant patient yeah. load. 
then you get one really good case that's like rewarding, you save somebody's life, or deliver like a really high risk baby or something. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I, I do love this. I yeah. Love yeah, that's good. And not a, not a lot of people get to keep that like warm fuzzy feeling through residency. And then it was definitely like <clears throat> like waning. Wax waning Wait, ta- during residency. Ta- tailing off towards like yes. end of year three. And yeah. It kind of picks it up was, in year four a little bit. Well, maybe. no, it went down in year four for me. I was really? like not feeling so hot at the end of year four, but then it's it's better out When here. you were like that, were people like, are you pregnant? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Anytime, like, I think probably during residency, I got woozy in the OR like once, probably because I hadn't eaten or something. You know that that happens. And you know, the first thing is, are you pregnant? No. No. If no. you had listened to episode two of this podcast, you would know that if you get woozy in ROR, you might end up uh, shirtless in the recovery room with people standing over you oh. saying, I think she had a stroke. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So watch out. Yeah. Don't, don't let it happen. I won't let Dr. it happen. Dr. Burton found out all about that. Oh, wow. My, my surgical dad. Yeah. Um, okay. And last but not least, the, the question everyone really the wants to know. crowning question. When you were in medical school here, uh-huh. going through rotations. Yeah. What was I really like? <gasps> oh, my what gosh. What did you really think? I was really scared. Of me? I was terrified, yeah. I was terrified Come of on. everyone, though. Come on. So I don't know if it's a good gauge, because I was really scared of every single person. Like, I was really scared of, like, Dr. Mitchell. I was really scared of you. Of Dr. Mitchell? I know, and he's the whole reason I went into OB-GYN, really. You couldn't be, like, but a nicer person. I know. Or a less scary man. I know. Except for the bald head. Well, no, I was just scared of everyone. I didn't really want to talk or say something stupid. Because I really, this is the truth, I really knew absolutely nothing. Every time someone answered me a question, I know I probably just put this gaze look on my face like I was nervous. But I was nervous because I really didn't know the answer ever. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I was really scared of you. Really? And, and one time... Were other students scared of me? Probably. One time I was singing in your OR, too. Oh. Yeah. That's rule number one. I was just under my breath. I didn't think, you know, I wasn't thinking. And you were, you made some comment about me singing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that made me more scared. Oh, wow. I can't imagine that the students right now would be afraid of me. Really? I think I've chilled out quite a bit. I think that happens, though, in all aspects of life. Yeah. I was used to be, like, real, pretty uptight and, like, pretty, and now I'm just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. It's a lot easier. But I, I can't believe you were scared of me. I was. Were I you was, scared to come on this podcast? Yes. Thought it would be more hard-hitting. <laughs> That's good. No, I was mostly just nervous because I hate the sound of my voice. So I don't... It sounds... It's like an angel. It. No, it's mm, not. No. It's not like an angel. It's not bad. No, I just... I'm not... I feel like mine is deeper uh, than, I, than I hear myself. Yeah. But I don't know. No, one time I was on the phone with Apple service, like whatever calling about a phone or a computer or something and I was on the phone for a really long time and eventually this guy was like you have a really nice voice (laughs) and I was like okay well it's time for me to go (laughs) (laughs) it's like you have all of my information (laughs) yeah so I just gave you my address and my phone number he's like literally I can look at you through the iPhone too you look pretty good too (laughs) (laughs) it was really terrifying I was like I'm uncomfortable now so perfect um, that's what we were going for with this podcast too oh great Yeah, yeah no but I don't like the sound of my voice weird yeah everybody sounds different when you listen to it yourself good i hope you just like edit it a little bit so i sound yeah i'll put a filter on thank it, you just like i do for instagram perfect yeah can you put one of those filters on that makes like when you uh have like i trying to obscure someone's look, identity oh, you know yeah, what i mean the like the yeah that way yeah, no one no one knows that story about the truck incident yeah, exactly i feel kind of weird about telling that but it was it was a good moment that's good it was so, good for both of you yeah it like. yeah yeah that's excellent um 
Well, I guess that's it. And you know, you got to go back to clinic. I know you're super excited about that. I am. It's okay. I mean, it's You texted me like four hours ago. I'm like, I can't wait to come do this podcast so I can get out of clinic. It was essentially what the the clinic read to me. I need a break. It was like 30 minutes after your day started. Well, we share an office. Dr. Um, Todd and I share an office. Not Mm -hmm. that I don't really like enjoy being with Dr. Todd. It's just, it's close quarters. We had like three students in there and me and her. And Mm. so it's it's tight. I can't stand my clinic. I, I, I have... It's like the bane of my existence. No, I don't mind it. Whew, man. You can't get surgeries unless you do clinic. That's actually probably not true. You can get surgeries. I, I, I'd probably get about half and half out yeah. of clinic and the emergency stuff. We could probably get more if we really tried. But, uh, yeah. I knew I wouldn't have any time to podcast. Good point. That's it. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it. All right. Do you have anything else you want to cover? Um, you want to plug your office practice or I, anything? I don't. Can I say where I? I don't think I yeah, can you say. Can. Or, no. Well, you can't say the name of our hospital, but you can talk about UK. Oh, does Doctor Chang talk about UK? Yeah, that's all we talked about. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I don't really have a good plug. I think we're a great practice. People really like us. Yeah. Um, and don't you know? Don't just read Google reviews. <laughs> That's really reassuring to the come, public. Come give us a try. Yeah. But yeah, thanks. We'll send as many people as we can. I love, yeah. I love referring to you. Yeah, just yeah. send them. Yeah. We'll, we'll For everything. Them. Love it. Awesome. Yes. All right. All right. Thanks. Sounds good.